scariest movie ever. That was the biggest lie my friends ever told me. I'm not trendy. I don't keep up with stuff. I like what I like and forget about everything else. But oh my gosh, I let people hype me up about watching The Babadook and it's so not scary. Netflix knew. It told me I'd only give it one star. I should have listened. So while my friends found this movie terrifying and random, I actually figured out the secret of The Babadook. Within the first three minutes of this film, this annoying little kid named Samuel is waking up his mom, Amelia, demanding a story, grinding his teeth, being obnoxious as all get out, and literally strangling her. All throughout the film, Sam is screeching, whining, and constantly up his mom's butt wanting attention. This tiny jerk even builds destroy the house machines. Then, as if his mom isn't putting up with enough... Sam decides it's a great idea to take a crossbow to school and get expelled. I mean, seriously, this kid would make Mother Teresa snap and smack him with a ruler. While Samuel is being expelled, his mom tells the school that Sam won't cope with this. He already feels so different. That's an odd choice of words, unless, of course, Samuel is a kid with a disability like autism or, more likely, Asperger's, which is now called high-functioning autism. And I know this because I have a kid with the same issue and the doctors corrected me. And yes, kids with this condition will make you want to ram your head into the wall on some days. Or it would also be fair to assume that Sam could have something like good old ODD, which basically means he wants to challenge authority to get his own way a lot. I know that sounds like an excuse for misbehaving, but there really are chemicals in the brain that can mess with you and your ability to reason against the actions you're going to take. Another interesting tidbit, Samuel knows that his dad died on the way to the hospital for Sam to be born. I mean, who really tells their kid this type of detail unless you blame the kid for your husband's death? Sure, this kid is a terror, but even the most flustered of parents couldn't possibly blame that accident on an unborn baby. Geez, mom, what's going on in your head? So within a few minutes, the message of the movie seemed really clear to me. It was an analogy of parental resentment. And it seemed to be a shameful pointing of the finger at single mothers who do not discipline their children as well as households with father figures. Or so the stereotype goes, let me make sure that I state that I do not hold such personal beliefs about single mother households. That's just what I'm drawing as their message from the tone of the movie. Or maybe instead of the lack of discipline from a lack of father route, the movie is providing a warning for parents who refuse to tell their children no. You guys can argue that out in the comments because what I want to do is dive into the mental state of the mother and not so much ponder the generalized message of the film. Here's something interesting. Amelia appears to have severe depression, yet she does not demonstrate that depression at work or to the school officials. It's a very selective thing that only occurs when she's with Samuel, which means that depression in a technical psychiatric sense isn't mom's problem. Amelia's depression is directly influenced by being around Sam, which is somewhat understandable considering that the mom sees Sam as a constant reminder of her husband's death and the kid won't give her enough space to even breathe when he's around. 
It appears that she's more using a depression facade to deal with the grief of her lost husband. We also see that Amelia has a lot of sexual repression, which I'm sure is another piece of her issue, which means so far, Mama is dealing with feelings involving depression, grief, parental resentment, sexual frustration, and maybe even some bipolar tendencies from her up and down mood swings. That's enough to make anyone crazy. No, really, I think mom actually went full-blown clinically insane. It's all over the details of the movie. Amelia disappears into the mall and later finds that she missed a ton of calls from her sister, Claire. Claire says Amelia wasn't at work, and by having so many missed calls, it seems like Amelia was not only at the mall, but in a huge daze. I mean, she didn't recognize her sister's ringtone going off over 10 times? That's fishy. Then, when Sam gets into trouble over firecrackers, in the car, his mother demands, where did you get those firecrackers? And Sam indignantly responds, you got them for me on the internet. Did she totally forget that she bought her six-year-old something this dangerous? When Amelia finds glass in her oatmeal, Sam looks at her and says, in a defensive way, the Babadook did it. Not like, ah, the Babadook must be real because look at this. But like, no, no, mother, I watched the Babadook did this. When Amelia is talking to Claire, there's an odd statement where Claire says, I just want you to feel happy. Not be happy, but feel happy. Implying that Amelia may have a lot of trouble with regulating her own feelings. Later, when Amelia is upset with her sister, Claire responds with, I do ask you about your life. Again, Amelia is forgetting conversations. How? Then, when surrounded by a group of women at a party, Amelia talks about how she used to be a writer, and all the clues just come together. Amelia is the Babadook, or rather, the Babadook is one of Amelia's personalities, as she is suffering from Dissociative Identity Disorder, DID, which used to be known as Multiple Personality Disorder. DID is believed to primarily occur due to severe mental traumas, And it causes the inflicted to uncontrollably switch their mental state to where an entirely different person is controlling their body. The various personalities often have no idea of each other's existence on a conscious level. And if you were someone like, say, a sister or a son who met different personalities, they would be like meeting completely different people. Now, we don't have enough information to know if Amelia had traumatic events in her childhood that may have made DID a pre-existing condition. But we certainly know that her husband's death was very traumatic for her, and she has not been able to cope with that event. It's very possible that Amelia is switching into different personalities throughout the film, except we, as the viewers, aren't made very aware of this because we only see things from Amelia's main personality. If this movie were made from Sam's point of view, I imagine we would see his mother flipping between several severe personality swings which would cause a young six-year-old boy to be constantly nervous and always lashing out because he never knows which version of his mother he's going to be talking to. The actual Mr. Babadook book also gives us a lot of clues. Not only does Amelia identify herself as a former writer, but the book Mr. Babadook was already in her house and on her son's shelf. Amelia is shown to have almost no one in her life, and we hear Claire say that her house is so depressing that she doesn't want to go over there. 
So it seems like a safe bet to say that no human being came in and put Mr. Babadook on Sam's shelf. Sam is terrified of the book, so he didn't make it himself. And Babadook isn't exactly a well-known urban legend in the first place. Plus, notice how the book starts out upbeat and bright, then suddenly takes a dark shift, just like mom's parenting style. This book was created by Amelia, or actually by one of her personalities, so that the Babadook personality could introduce itself to Amelia and Sam. The book even tells us, the Babadook's growing right under your skin. And while Amelia's main personality was blacked out, the Babadook personality made the book and then later put it back together. That would easily explain why Amelia seems so tired throughout the film. Because she thinks she's sleeping when another personality is actually controlling her body and doing stuff. That would also explain why Amelia is seen floating down into her bed multiple times throughout the movie. Because that's her symbolic dominant personality taking back over. Now go back through the major unexplainable events through the movie and readjust them to see the Amelia personality fighting with the Babadook personality. Kind of like a fight club Tyler Durden thing. The scene where Sam is being inexplicably choked in the car. Well, from Amelia's main personality, it's coming out of nowhere. Meanwhile, the subconscious, or maybe conscious at that point, Babadook personality is choking Sam. So technically, Amelia is doing nothing, but physically her body is harming Sam as another person. I agree, this theory does sound a lot like possession, but I don't believe that's the case here. If it were a possession, other people would be seeing the supernatural experiences. But if you notice, everything happens only in front of Amelia. And even when Sam is there, he doesn't acknowledge any otherworldly presences, just his mother. We also see Amelia have huge mood swings when she gets tired and her jaw physically pains her when she gets stressed out. Now let's analyze some more quotes. At one point, Sam yells out, you won't let me have a dad, which is an odd choice of words. He's not saying that Amelia won't talk about his father or even that she won't date other men so that he could have a stepfather. In the context that I'm suggesting, it almost sounds like Amelia may have a father personality that she shifts into, and Sam is angry that it hasn't been around for a while. We even see in a different scene that Amelia is interacting with her dead husband, which is only possible if she is mentally creating him. If the Babadook was a real supernatural entity, it shouldn't know anything about her husband or what he really looked like. Notice that Amelia locks the photos of her deceased husband away. She is repressing her emotions, which gives her brain a reason to subconsciously glitch out and turn into her husband, possibly from a lack of processing her feelings. Later on, we see Sam fully dressed in the bathtub, and he tells his mom, I don't want you to go away. Again, that's just really bizarre phrasing. Sam isn't saying that he doesn't want to go to his Aunt Claire's. He's not saying that he doesn't want the Babadook to hurt her. He says, I don't want you to go away. Like she mentally switches out quite often. When Amelia starts having murder dreams, she wakes up standing in the living room holding a knife. It looks like someone else was in control of her body and the Amelia personality suddenly took control again as she had no clue what she had been doing before that moment. 
But is DID the only major issue at play? Look at some of the things the Babadook does. He makes Amelia see clothes hanging on the walls. She starts seeing roaches crawling all over her. She kills her own dog. She throws up an impossible amount of blood. And she sees awful images on the television screen. And even though some of these things happened in front of Sam, notice that he never reacts or seems to notice that these things have happened. You can also notice that as the film progresses... Amelia's son starts sounding more and more reasonable and level-headed. DID is not just switching between alter egos. There are a lot more symptoms involved. According to the ClevelandClinic.org, some of those symptoms include going from highly effective functioning to being disturbed, having severe headaches or pain in other parts of the body, depersonalization, which is where you don't feel like you're connected to things that are going on in your own mind, like how you feel or what you've talked about, derealization, depression and or mood swings, eating and sleeping disturbances, problems with functioning sexuality, amnesia, and hallucinations. Any negative behavior Sam shows can now be chalked up to severely inconsistent parenting. But actually, it's more likely that Sam is so obnoxious and so overbearing because he's trying to keep his mother's Amelia personality with him by keeping her from zoning out and switching into someone else. He's trying to protect them both the only way he knows how to as a six-year-old. Now, having some experience with mental disorders in my own family, I know that if a mentally ill person starts or stops taking medication, their perception of reality drastically alters. So someone who always sees a clean house may be living in a slum. There's a movie called The Voices that illustrates this concept really well. Reality scares him so badly that the character stops taking his medications so that he can check back out into his fantasy world. And similarly, Amelia shows symptoms of someone who has decided to quit taking their medication cold turkey and without a doctor's supervision. I think Amelia says it best herself when she states, I haven't been good since your dad died. I'm sick. I need help. Or what she really means, Sam, I need to get back on my medications. Even when the Babadook drags Sam up the stairs, notice he isn't flying away in a supernatural way. It's like someone grabbed his shirt and is pulling him up the stairs. This is a mental power struggle. Amelia can't deal with confronting her abusive Babadook personality, and they are both being dominant at the same time. So Amelia sees no one there dragging Sam, when in reality, she is the one doing the dragging. WebMD states that people with DID can switch between alter egos anywhere from a matter of seconds to days. So Amelia is having a Smeagol Gollum moment and poor Sam is caught in the crossfire. During Amelia and the Babadook's final confrontation, Sam hides behind his mother the entire time while she reacts to the situation. He never once sees or interacts with the physical form of the monster that is supposedly after him. Actually, it looks like Sam is hiding, but he's really really clinging to his mother, almost like he's trying to get her out of her personality battle the only way he can guess at how to get it done. Suddenly, Amelia sees the room is destroyed, then the Babadook leaves, symbolizing that Amelia has taken over full control of her own body, and the room she's in looks fine, no longer in ruin. At the end of the film, after some time has passed, we see Sam collecting worms in the backyard for his mother to take to the Babadook in the basement. And Sam comments, you're getting much better, mom, as if she's leveled out on new meds. But then Amelia goes into the basement 
and feeds the Babadook, who she now seems to dominate over, which means that the Babadook personality is still there. I would venture to guess that the Babadook still being around means that Amelia is actually sitting there eating a bowl of worms every day. Because even a medicated person cannot escape from the effects of DID, they can only hope to learn to gain some control over their alter egos. So while depression and parental resentment seem like the secret story of the Babadook, DID is realistically the true culprit here. That mental illness turned Amelia into the Babadook. Thanks for watching, and I hope you enjoyed enough to like, subscribe, and share this video. I've also got a lot of other videos on my channel that you are fully encouraged to go check out. Plus, you can find me on Facebook at Say Halo Goodbye, which is my gamer tag, or Twitter at the underscore fanily.